Hello, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Alyssa Trulove, and I am beyond excited about today's solo episode. In today's episode, I am going to be diving in to my five-step system to feel confident and empowered at medical appointments. That's right. I'm talking about how to prepare for your appointment, how to successfully track your pain and symptoms, advocating for yourself, why you should have somebody come with you to your appointments, and sharing so many practical tips you'll be able to use right after this episode at your next doctor's appointment. I can't wait to share this information because I know for me, it has been absolutely life-changing in the way I navigate my own chronic illness journey. So go grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's dive in to today's empowering episode. Before we dive into today's episode, it's important to note that the content we discuss is based on personal experiences, and we want to emphasize that this is not medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare professional for personalized guidance on your unique journey. I'm your host and chronic illness bestie, Alyssa Trulove, and this show is dedicated to honest and realistic conversations about building a life you love while navigating the challenges of chronic illness. There is no room for toxic positivity here, and I promise you I will never claim to have a magic cure for your chronic illness. But what I will do is share my real-life stories, provide genuine strategies, solutions, and invite some incredible guests to support you along your journey. You're listening to the Chronically Fulfilled Life Podcast. Hello, warriors. I am beyond excited to be recording this episode. After my doctor's appointment last week, I had a specialist appointment and I went and saw a new rheumatologist and actually the first rheumatologist that I have been referred to. I learned so many new things out of the appointment and so many aha moments I knew I had to share. And you know here at Chronically Fulfilled Life, there is no gatekeeping. If I have information that I think will help you in your chronic illness journey that will help you advocate for yourself, I want to share. So today I'm going to share with you my five steps to feeling confident and empowered in your medical and doctor's appointments, as well as being able to advocate for yourself. So before I dive into that, I want to talk about the night before. So it doesn't matter how much I prepare it doesn't matter what I do before. Every night before an important doctor's appointment, I always have this pit in my stomach. I have this feeling where I can't sleep. I'm overthinking. It's almost like I'm getting ready to write an exam or I have to do an important speech the next day. I just get really in my head and really overwhelmed and stressed out. And I never sleep well the night before. So if you are listening and this happens to you, I want you to know you are not alone. And remembering that doctor's appointments, they are so important in our medical journey. And it is normal to have feelings of like this 
But I hopefully with what I share for you today, it can help you feel a little bit more confident and a little bit more at ease as you go in to these appointments. So step one, step one is tracking your pain and symptoms every day. And you might be asking, why do I need to do that? That seems redundant. I'm in pain every day. Can I just say that? Let's talk about it. So by tracking your pain and symptoms, and I don't mean just saying if your pain is a one or a 10, I mean really tracking, diving into different things like what was the weather like? What did you eat? What medications did you take? Were you doing any activity? What kind of pain were you feeling? Where in your body was it? There are so many of these aspects that we can track Even sleep, amount of sleep that you had, did you have a good sleep? How much was your water intake? All of these different pieces play a part in helping give your doctor or medical provider the information to help you on your journey and to help whether that be looking for a diagnosis, whether that be to see what medications are working or not working what needs to be changed, if you need to look at procedures. All of this information can be a great map to share with your medical provider. And I know for myself, being able to have all of this information has been so huge in the way I'm able to share with my doctor. Because let me tell you, I can't remember what I ate for dinner last night with brain fog, let alone tell you how I was feeling two weeks ago. So by having this detailed information, you are able to share. You are also able to see any trends. And when you're tracking this, I recommend going back and seeing, do you see any trends? Maybe I know for myself, if it is raining or if it is snowing and cold, my body can feel it. I'm almost like, what was her name in Mean Girls? I can't think of it. But the character that Amanda Seyfried plays and she feels her boobs and she says, I think there is a 8% chance it is currently raining. I feel it in my body when I wake up. I totally do. I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I bet it's raining outside. And then I open the curtain and it is. And I've been able to see as I track my pain and my symptoms that on those days, I know for me, it's going to be more of a flare day as well as maybe with something that you are eating. Or if you're not getting enough sleep or water, maybe that has an impact. It gives us such a great picture to see if there are any trends. So I highly encourage that you track your pain and symptoms daily. And you might be wondering, Lisa, how do I do this? So there are multiple different ways that you can track your pain and symptoms. Some people like to do pen and paper and have a calendar and write it that way. Some people like to use an app. For myself, I actually created myself a customized pain and symptom tracker on Google Sheet. And it works wonders for me. I'm able to customize it. I'm able to take the information from inside of it and create graphs. And oh, my systems nerd is showing for sure. But it has made a huge difference, not only for myself, but for my clients. Them being able to use this tracker has helped them a lot. So whatever the way you do it, whether you do it through tracking pen and paper, 
virtually, an app, however you gather that information, I encourage you to gather it every day. So now we are going to head into step two. So step two is preparing for the appointment. So preparing the appointment is huge. This is where you do all your prep work. And when you are preparing for your appointment, I watch think almost like you're preparing for this appointment, almost like you are preparing for a presentation at school, for an exam. You are studying, you are getting your information. But before we even do any of that, what we want to be able to do, as soon as we book the appointment, we want to be able to gather some key information. So some of this key information that we would like to gather is we want to be able to gather what is the date and time of the appointment? Who is the medical professional we are seeing? What is the reason for this appointment? What specialty is this doctor? Is this a specialist like a rheumatologist? Are we going to see this doctor? Are we going for a blood work? Are we going to see a specialist in another area? Is this your family doctor? What is the reason for this appointment? What contact information do we have for this doctor or specialist or medical provider? Is this telephone? Is this an email and a telephone with an extension? How do we get a hold of the office if we need to? You want to make sure that you get the location. So the location, and I don't just mean, okay, I go there and turn left. No, let's get the actual location. And is this in a medical building? Is this in a hospital where you need to know floor and room number? Is this via Zoom? What is the location of this appointment? Then I want you to think about a support person. So someone to come with you to the appointment. And I'm going to dive into the importance of bringing somebody to your appointment in just a little bit. We want to look at how are we getting to the appointment? Are we going to be taking the bus? Do we drive ourselves? Are we going with that support person? Do we need to book an Uber? How are we getting to that appointment? You want to prep for all of these things before your actual appointment. Then you want to write down any pre-visit preparation. So what preparation do you need to do before your appointment? This could be anything from making sure you bring your health card and medication list, this could be that you need to maybe if it or blood work or a procedure that you cannot eat or drink for 12 hours. This could be that you need to make sure you get blood work done before the visit. What do you need to do to prepare yourself to go to the appointment and have all of that listed? And then you're going to leave a spot for questions and concerns. So you want to start this out at the beginning. This way, as you go from the time you book the appointment until the actual appointment, if things come up, if you have questions, if you are thinking of things, you want to write these down. The reason you want to write these down is, one, you'll probably forget. Brain fog is real. And you may forget the questions or concerns that you have when it comes time for the appointment. So writing them down as you go is a great way to do it. Once again, this information can be written down in different ways. 
I myself love to use a template I created and it has everything in there, including things we're going to talk about during the appointment. But you can do something digitally. You can do something pen and paper, whatever way works for you to have all the information centralized and easy for you to find. We don't want to be digging in our bag, trying to find that little card that they give us from the doctor to know when and where our appointment is. That being said, when you get a card from the doctor or anything paper, make sure you take a picture of it on your phone. That way, if for some reason it goes missing, you have it. And you can even create a little folder that says medical information or anything like that so that you can have it there easily accessible for you to pull up. Another thing you want to do before your appointment, and this is something you don't have to do every time, but you will want to update this probably every once a month, every six months, whatever feels good to you when changes have been made, but having all of your medications listed. So have a list of all of your medications. You want to be able to have any medical history, so any previous procedures, any diagnosis, any doctors that you are currently seeing, any information to help your doctor. Keep in mind, doctors are seeing tens, if not 100 patients a day. They are having somebody come in, come out. Yes, they may get a little paragraph written up about why you're there, especially for a specialist. But for you to be able to provide that information, it's going to make a huge difference to be able to give any piece of the puzzle. I always like to say, when you go to a doctor's appointment, it's almost like you are in a mystery, okay? So the doctor, let's say, is the investigator, private eye, and you are helping. You are the helper. You are giving all of the information. If you find a clue, like some pain and symptom, if you find your medication, like all of these things play a part in helping your doctor solve the mystery, which is your health. Because yes, a lot of the times our bodies are, well, they are one of a kind, aren't they? And chronic illnesses, I always say, they're like Pokemon cards. I do not want to catch them all. That's not my point here. But being able to have as much information as you can can make a huge difference. So I have created a chart and this chart has all of my medication. So it has what the medication is, when I started the medication, why I'm on the medication, what dosage I take, what are the symptoms or reactions I should be looking for, how often I take it, a little picture of what it is, basically all of the information you could possibly need on what medication I am taking. I also have a list of medications I have taken in the past and why I stopped taking. Now, when I went to my specialist appointment this time, I was so proud of myself because I printed it off, I brought it, and I went to the receptionist and I said, hey, I know on the paper. You know how we always get papers to fill out when we go to a new doctor. I saw on there that you'd like me to list my medication. Now, I brought this chart. Am I able to attach this? And I'm just going to say a little brag. She said to me, she's like, wow, this is so organized. Of course you can. And the doctor kind of gave me props on it too, which was amazing. But having that for you to be able to print out and share 
can save you time when you're there. And even if for some reason they say to you that you have to still fill it out, you have the information there. So it's easy to copy and write down and not try to think about, not try to dig through your bag and pull out the medications. You have it all accessible there for you to be able to read, write, and provide all of the information without missing or giving inaccurate information. So now we are going to talk a little bit about bringing a support person. Bringing a support person to your doctor's appointment is huge. And I know not everybody has the privilege to be able to do this. And that is okay. It is okay if you can't. But let me tell you why I encourage you to. Having another person there and having another set of ears makes the world of a difference. The reason why, here are some reasons. One, they are able to listen as well. They can take notes for you. They are able to really advocate for you and be there as your back. Now, I'm going to share a story of my previous doctor's appointment and why this really hit home and made me realize, yes, this is why I bring somebody with me to these appointments. And it might be a little TMI, but hey, that's what we're about. I am about sharing the real, the raw, the honest. So let me tell you what happened at my last doctor's appointment. So I went to the appointment. We got in. We saw the doctor. Amazing. And the doctor was going through, asking me a bunch of questions and really diving in and asking detailed questions, which I very much appreciated. It was actually a really great experience to go to this doctor. And so as they were asking questions, this appointment, I actually brought my mom to. Now, typically my husband will come with me, but this time he was unable and my mom was, and it was really great to have her there for support. Not to mention in the waiting room, it's a lot more fun not to be by yourself because you can kind of chit chat and take the pressure off of waiting and it kind of settles the nerves a bit. So we're going through, the doctor's asking all of these questions. So as the doctor's asking questions, one of the questions that they ask is, do you have any rashes or anything on your body? Like, I said, no, I don't think so. And my mom was like, yes, you do. And I was like, what? And she's like, your armpit. She's like, you had a rash. She said at one point, it looked almost like a wound, like it was really bad, but it's gotten a little bit better, but it's still there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I did not even correlate that that would have anything to do with anything, right? So the doctor said, can I see? So I showed the doctor and the doctor realizes that that could have an effect on other things I'm doing and was able to give me something to help with it. So the fact that she was there, if she was not there and she did not provide that information, then I would not be getting a treatment for that area of my body because in my head, it wasn't relevant. So by having somebody there and sometimes to even call you on your bullshit, I'm going to say it, right? Sometimes if somebody says, for example, I was explaining my time where I was having what they deemed as a hemoplegic migraine, but my words kind of came out jumbled. Like I would try to say something and my brain and my mouth was not connecting. It was a very scary time. And I still get little glimpses of it here and there. So my mom 
also was sharing. Like I said, oh, it's not too bad. Like it comes out. It is. And my mom said, when it comes out, it's like she's not speaking English. Like you cannot understand what she's saying. And there's been times that the doctor has said to me, for example, oh, how are you when you sleep? Are you a good sleeper? Do you sleep through the night? And I said, yeah, like I'm a good sleeper. I sleep like eight hours a night. And my husband said, she twitches in her sleep all of the time. Her nervous system is going crazy. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I didn't even think about those things. So not only is it great to have a support person there to keep you company, help you advocate, but also be able to share information that you might not think of or things about yourself that you might not notice. Things maybe that have become your normal that don't see out, don't seem out of the regular for you. So once again, I highly encourage when you book that appointment, reach out to whoever is in your support circle that you would like to come with you. One, so they have enough time to be able to get that time off work if they need to or make arrangements to go with you. That being said as well, during the appointment, they can take notes and have something there for them to be able to take notes on. And my mom actually did that for me this time. She was using my template that I created and took notes for me. And it was just wonderful. It just made such a difference because I had them. I don't know about you, but I know sometimes when we are in a doctor's appointment, the doctor will say one thing and I will get stuck on it. I will get stuck on it. I will try to understand and I completely miss the next 12 things that they are trying to tell me. So by having somebody else there, there it's a second set of ears that is taking in that information. Even if you have somebody and they can't maybe physically be there, asking if you can voice call them and have them on speakerphone so they can hear the information as well. Because two ears, well, I guess four ears are better than one set of ears. Now, this is kind of leading into step three during the appointment as we kind of bounce around a little. So stick with me. During the appointment, what is incredible about having that piece of paper, right? So we have written down any questions we want to ask the doctor, any concerns that we have, they're all written out. I know from experience and the reason I started doing this, and I will even practice saying that list the night before. But the reason I started doing this is I would get to doctor's appointments and I would feel so intimidated and I had been gaslit so many times that I would just well up in tears. I would just well up and I would just start crying and explain, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this. And I wasn't giving any information. I was sharing that that was how I was feeling and that I could not cope with the amount of pain I was in. But I wasn't sharing the details that the doctor needed to be able to help. So by having them written down, there have been times where I just give the doctor the sheet and they go through the questions with me. So having those detailed notes about what you want to ask the doctor is super important because that can help you really be able to get that information. During the appointment, another thing that I want to bring up is it is okay to ask clarifying questions. Doctors, they will speak, and sometimes they speak in doctor language, right? And the words that they use, laparoscopy, hysterectomy, medication, 
surgery, you know, all of these words that to us are like a foreign language, to them is their normal. So by them using this language, if you don't understand, you are not silly, you are not showing that you are stupid, just ask something you can say is, let's say, for example, they were talking about laparoscopic surgery. Thank you for sharing about laparoscopic surgery. I just have a question. What exactly is laparoscopic surgery and how will it help my chronic illness or how will it help with diagnosis or whatever it is? And then you can also ask, so when doing this laparoscopic procedure, what are the risks when we do it? What is the recovery plan? It is your right to ask those questions and have that information. That way you can make an informed decision. So never be afraid to ask those clarifying questions or if you need the doctor to repeat themselves or anything like that. Same goes for medications. If a doctor is putting you on a new medication, asking them what the medication is. Why am I on this medication? What is it going to do for me? What are the, why can't I think of the word? This is, you could tell this is a chronic illness podcast because brain fog is happening right now. (laughs) Your different repercussions, side effects, side effects, the side effects of the medication that you are going on. You can ask all of those things. And I want you to remember that your symptoms are valid. Your pain is valid and you deserve to receive appropriate care. Now, let's talk about because sometimes appointments don't always go the way we want them to, right? Sometimes doctors are not giving us answers and pushing us off as well. So let's talk about if your test results come back normal. How can we deal with this? How can we say something to get that ball moving? and to continue it to moving so we just don't stop our journey there. Something we could say is, it's great that we ruled out whatever the test ruled out with these tests or labs. However, I'm still experiencing symptoms that include, and list those symptoms. You've got your symptom and pain tracker there. List those, whether it be fatigue, nausea, abdominal pain, leg shake, like whatever it is that you are going through. They are affecting my daily quality of life in these ways. I am unable to work. I am unable to walk my dog. I do not have enough energy to make myself meals, right? Whatever way, and be real, be raw, be honest. This is not the time to play superhero. This is the time to really share how it is affecting your life. Because as we know, chronic illness affects every freaking part of our life. Once you kind of share that, another question you can ask is, what is the next step on the path to a different diagnosis? What is that next step? So that the doctor knows, I'm not settling for you just saying, oh, yay, be happy. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm happy that test was normal, but I still don't have any information on how we can get me to a spot where I have a better quality of life. So by using these prompts, it can be a great way to continue the conversation. Now, let's say that they ruled out a lot of common causes, a lot of common things, everything like that. Something else you can share is we've ruled out all of the common causes for my symptoms. So when will we start exploring more rare explanations 
to my symptoms. The point is to keep that conversation going, to keep the exploration going, okay? But I want you to know that you are in charge. You are the CEO of your medical team. You get to make the decision on who is taking care of you, who is providing for you. And if a doctor does not make you feel comfortable, if a doctor is not further investigating what is going on with your body, you can ask them. So let's say, for example, you are requesting blood work and they deny that. They deny and write you something for that. You can ask them, could you please document this on my chart? You're refusing to provide blood work or testing my symptoms or further investigating my whatever it is. Because that way you have that, that they are refusing to do that. No doctor really wants to put that on your record, right? Now, if you choose to go with a different doctor, so let's say you're breaking up with your doctor, you're like, see you later. Make sure that you do not leave that doctor's office without your medical record. And you can ask them for that. You can say, let's say somebody wants you to book a follow-up, say, I won't be booking a follow-up, but I would like to have a copy of my medical records. Thank you. And you can wait as they print them out, let them know I'm more than happy to wait. I'm going to wait over there because something else I want to point out, it's receptionists. Always be kind. I know we can be frustrated with doctors. We can be frustrated at the wait times and everything in between. But if you go in with kindness, I'm going to tell you it's going to work for you. And that doesn't mean being a pushover. That doesn't mean not standing up for yourself and advocating for yourselves, but just showing kindness and respect because those people, they have a hard job. They do have a hard job because they are the gatekeepers to the doctors and medical professionals. So just lead with kindness. I know in the past, doing that has given me the ability to build those relationships where I can call and make an appointment or if I have to change an appointment, calling to be put on a cancellation list, all of these things and those interactions, people remember those. So try your best to always lead with kindness in those situations. A recommendation I have is to book the day off of your medical appointment. Now, I know this is a privilege and is not available to everybody to do this. So if for some reason you can't, I do want you to think about something. Not just the appointment time and the length of the appointment. I want you to consider travel time, traveling there, waiting for the doctor, because we always know there will be a wait, even if you are the first person they are seeing, and travel time after the appointment. Now, if you book the day off, here are my reasons why I encourage you to and why this is something I try to do now. And like I said, it's not always possible, but when I can, I do this. One, I am able to take my time. I'm able to get to the appointment, wait while I'm waiting. I'm not worried that I'm going to be late for something or that I need to rush and get through this. Two, after the appointment, I'm always a little angsty, right? So I want to be able to calm my body and relax. So I'm able to do that. I'm able to just take a deep breath and be like, okay, and take time, maybe even get myself a little treat and let my body rest. If I have to get any blood work, medications filled, anything like that, I can do that directly after the appointment. So it's not something that I'm pushing off and maybe I wait 
a week to fill that medication or I am not getting blood work for another two weeks, I'm able to put those action steps in right away. Step four, post-appointment. So step four is even as important as all the other steps we've talked about because the appointment does not end when the appointment ends. More things are happening. So something I want to make sure you do before you leave that doctor's office, make sure that you have next steps. Make sure that you either have a follow-up appointment, that you are a referral is in progress. Make sure that you are maybe have a procedure set up. Whatever those next steps are, it could even be a follow-up with the same doctor. But you need follow-up steps to lead with. And you can even ask the doctor at the end of your appointment, what are the next steps? So after you do this, we are going to go through and either fill our prescriptions, update our medical records. Effectively, we want to communicate any changes to our support system. So let's say we have a change in our diet or if our medication is affecting us in a different way. Anything that is in your direct support system, you want to know of those changes so they can continue to support you in ways that help and are really benefit both of you. And by doing this, you will stay organized, well-informed, and prepared for those next phases of your medical journey. So by following these steps, you're going to stay organized, well-informed, and prepared for the next step of your chronic illness journey. Now, if you are booking a follow-up appointment, you know what I'm going to tell you to do. We are going back to step two, preparing for the appointment. You are again going to fill out the information, everything about the appointment, so you can start writing questions down. Another thing that you want to do, and this, somebody's step can blend a little bit. This could technically be step three, step four, is writing down anything that you want to bring up at your next appointment. So let's say a doctor is saying, you know what? I want you to stay on this medication for another month and let's see if there's any changes made. So you can write that down so that the next appointment, you can bring that up and talk about that so that nothing gets kind of falls through the cracks or something that is being investigated stops being investigated. And step five is the follow-up. So following up, yes, following up is going to be super big. So this is going through and following through on filling out any information you need to get prepared for your next appointments. Following up is ensuring if you book a, if you are scheduled for in a referral appointment and they tell you it will be up to four weeks and you'll get a call with the schedule. If you do not get a call, find out where you call to get that information. And you are not being annoying. You are not being anything by calling and following up because you are in control and you want to ensure that you are getting to where you need to go in your medical journey. These five steps have made such an impact in my own chronic illness journey. And that is why I could not not tell you because I know how much of a difference it can make for you and it can help you feel empowered and really step into those shoes as a CEO of your own care team because I don't want you to take any moment that you have with a medical professional. I want you to be able to get 
actionable items out of all of it. I hope that this helped you feel more confident, empowered, and in control for your next medical appointment. If you want to learn more about my five-step system for medical appointments and even grab my templates for my pain and symptom tracker, my doctor and specialist template that, by the way, has all the things I was telling you about. They're all on one easy printable document, including all the information about your appointment, notes during your appointment, follow-up steps, action items, anything like that. We've got templates for, including a whole medical binder that will share everything from the medication list I was telling you about, past procedures, medical conditions, everything you need to know about your medical journey that you will need to share or have on hand, I've got it all for you. And I'm here to help you. Inside of the Chronically Fulfilled Life membership I created, I share all of that with you. But not only do I give you all that information, I am there to help you through the way. Please share, come send me a DM on Instagram and let me know if these steps helped you in your next medical appointment. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to this episode. If this episode inspired you or you connected with it, we would love to hear from you. Can you do us a favor? Take just two minutes to leave us a review. Your words can make the world of a difference on our podcast journey. We genuinely appreciate your support. Hit that subscribe button and click the plus sign at the top to follow us. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. Trust me, you won't want to miss the exciting content we have in store. Remember, you are not alone on this journey. Until next time, sending you love, hugs, and all the spoons.